And we are live at the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Museum, but in a way we have never been before. Of course, we used to broadcast weekly from here, from the rotunda area of the museum. I loved doing that and loved getting insight into Illinois history each week when we were here. But this is our first time broadcasting from uh, a little bit deeper within the museum in what in a couple of weeks will be the State of Sound exhibit that is focusing on Illinois music and musicians. They have constructed, really reconstructed, a vintage radio studio inside here. And radio stations from across Illinois will be broadcasting from here. We're one of the first to be able to take this out for a spin today. So we have focused a lot on this exhibit and the excitement that it offers, uh, telling the story of music legends in rock and pop and country and R&B and blues and funk and every other genre you can think of, big band uh, too. Uh, but we don't want to lose sight of something else that's really important today, and that this is the 16th anniversary of the grand opening of the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum, April 19th of 2005. Then President George W. Bush, among the dignitaries who was here to formally launch this, it had been a long time in the making. It was finally here, and 16 years later, it is hard to imagine Springfield without this institution right in the heart of the city and its importance in our community. Chris Wills is here with the Presidential Library and Museum, the Communications Director. Always great to have you here, Chris. Welcome back to the program. Yeah, thanks for having me. We haven't had the chance to do this in person in well over a year. Thank (laughs) you, pandemic. Uh, And we'll talk a bit about that and its impact on the operations here here in just a moment but first of all happy anniversary to you and and to everybody here 16 years uh how does it feel oh it feels great i mean uh especially since we're kind of coming back from the pandemic and we're seeing more and more people come into the museum so it really feels like sort of a a rebirth here to have uh our 16th anniversary uh of serving the 16th president and having it come at a time when things are on the upswing. You know, it, it has been uh, an interesting time here, and we don't have to go through the whole history, but of course, you know, we you know the former executive director departed about a year and a half ago. There's been a lengthy search to find a new one. She'll be coming here in the next few weeks. We also had the recent departure of the head of the uh, Library and Museum Board, Ray LaHood, right. mm-hmm. who resigned. But uh, today, an announcement uh, that a new uh, board chairman has been uh, named by Governor J.B. Pritzker. Right. Uh, somebody who is already on our board of trustees has been sort of promoted to be uh, chairman. His name is Gary Johnson, and uh, he's best known in our world for being president of the Chicago History Museum for 15 years. Uh, and that museum really flourished under his leadership. So he brings just a huge amount of uh, insight and experience to the post of chairman. So I'm sure that he and our new executive director are going to work wonderfully together and have a lot of great ideas people have heard a lot about uh, the the foundation the foundation has its board then the library museum itself which is a state agency but it also has a a board Mm -hmm. that oversees it as well Uh, i i guess uh, the the upshot of it is uh are are things settled down now and with the new executive director uh christina shut starting in just a, a a few weeks um is everything now in position to move forward to the next 16 years and beyond yes yes it is um you know to there are obviously going to be questions that are unanswered yet as you go into the future but i think we're in a really strong position to to answer those questions and and proceed like i say gary johnson has wonderful experience uh, christina shot is just full of energy and ideas i'm really looking forward to working with her we've got a great team of people here at the museum some of whom you've been talking to today right. 
Um, so I think we're in, in good shape to come up with new exhibits over the next five, 10, 15 years, come up with refreshes to the museum and library to keep it new, but not to change the fundamental nature. So it's, it's uh, going to be a great time in the next 16 years. What is the current state of access for the public to the museum and to the library, uh, for, for that matter as well, which is very important for scholars and researchers, both of those in academia and even just individuals wanting to do a little family research and use the, the vast uh, resources there. Everything was shut down for a while because of the pandemic. It's now been reopened for a few months. But uh, what what's the ease of access? What do people have to do to be able to come in? What are the limits on being able to, to be here and to utilize these facilities? Well, the library is open by appointment only is what it basically boils down to. So if somebody wanted to come here and do research, whether they're you know a world-renowned expert or somebody just doing some family genealogy, they just need to call the number on our website and make an appointment. The museum, um, we're gradually raising the uh, cap for the number of people who can come in at any one time. Uh, for a long time, we were at 25%, and then it's been raised since then. And we're edging closer to basically being at uh, the full capacity we, we had in the past. Uh, I think today we had around 400 people in and out throughout the day. So that's a, that's a really great number uh, given the pandemic conditions, and it's close to the kind of volume we would have seen in a normal day in the past. You were offering free admission today because of the 16th anniversary, right. and obviously now the museum itself is closed for the day. It closes at, uh, at 5 p.m., uh, but uh, as you continue on, for now, you're still requiring essentially advance uh, online ticket purchase and to register to, to be able to secure a, a spot for a given day? Yeah, correct. They need to go to our website, presidentlincoln.illinois.gov, and go to the ticket section and reserve a, a space. Or you can call, but it's simpler for everybody if you just um, do it with the website. Um, you know, if somebody showed up at the door without any sort of reservation, we're not going to slam the door in their face. We'll help them if there is space available. And like I say, we're raising the, the limit, so that's more and more likely. But um, to be certain that you're going to be able to get in, you need to uh, reserve a spot in advance. And it's a good idea to be thinking about that. One of the things that's going to be happening in Springfield over the course of the summer is they are encouraging uh, what they're calling reunite in Springfield and encouraging uh, local folks. Get your family and friends back together. Maybe you haven't seen them for a while. Uh, you know, travel is becoming easier again, more things to see and do. Uh, and so they're encouraging people to, to have some of these family gatherings here and take them back around to see some of the things in Springfield that we haven't had as much chance to enjoy during the pandemic, such as the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Museum. There's actually going to be the opportunity for reduced admission prices with that. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure of the details of how we're affected by that. Yeah, you can go through the Springfield Convention Visitors Bureau website uh, on that uh, and uh, get the details there. It's called Reunite in Springfield. Uh, well, we and are, it is, yeah, we are part of that, and yeah. we're looking forward to it. So uh, this is, again, a golden opportunity, particularly now with this new exhibit that opens up in just a matter of days. April 30th is the official start of the State of Sound exhibit. For those who are just joining us, we've talked about it extensively this afternoon, but just remind everybody again, the big picture, what is State of Sound all about? It's all about the tremendous artists uh, who have come from Illinois or started out elsewhere and landed in Illinois and then shared their musical genius with the world. So we've got blues legends, you know, people who basically invented 
the blues. We've got, uh, so that'd be like uh, Willie Dixon, uh, Buddy Guy. We've got Allison Krauss, a bluegrass legend. We've got uh, pop and rock acts like Cheap Trick and Sticks and REO. We've got uh, rappers and house music and polka stars. Uh, so the, the idea is basically to show off the different genres uh, that these people popularized and took and made their own uh there's there's going to be uh exhibits memorabilia from some of these artists we've talked about uh some of that uh, already today uh such as betty goodman's clarinet mm-hmm. or a, an official uh stage costume uh, from earth wind and fire known very much for their lavish uh on stage uh, gear uh and you you actually have parts that's going to be set up to really kind of look like backstage at a concert venue right when people come in they'll it'll seem like they're going into the back of a of a concert hall uh down to having uh garage doors where trucks would unload and uh video screens showing people moving equipment as if they were uh you know setting up amps and so forth so it's it's a real fun look to it with all the uh, industrial uh elements it might be just me uh but maybe you've perceived this as well that even with this this rich list and you you sent me a list of illinois related artists it fills up three printed pages when i (laughs) just a single space uh but even with that extensive uh, catalog of illinois related artists Illinois doesn't seem to get that much credit for its musical heritage. When you think of Illinois, you might think of, uh, you know, athletes like Michael Jordan. You think of politicians like Abraham Lincoln. People don't necessarily think about music, the, the first thing, unless maybe they're thinking about REO Speedwagon or something. But, uh, is, is this something where we're going to finally see a lot of folks get the, the, the credit that maybe they don't, they don't always get, but they should? Well, I think it's going to do a couple of things. Um, it's going to introduce you to some folks that you may not know about who do deserve credit. Um, I've been talking to the exhibit creator, and apparently Illinois uh, was tremendously important in developing house music, which is a genre I'm not familiar with, I'm not into, but it's big. It's a club kind of modern disco sort of sound and it originated in Chicago, and so people who come here are going to learn that. But they'll also be exposed to familiar names and get a better understanding of what they did and why they matter. Um, so, you know, you'll hear about Cheap Trick. People probably know a few hits of theirs, but you'll get a better sense of how big they were and still are and what made them different from the other rock bands of that era. So it's it's a question of learning about people you don't know and learning new stuff about the people you do. We, one of the things we haven't really talked about on this, but this is going to be a sound-driven exhibit. People will actually be able to plug in and hear various right. things. So tell me about, about that, how that's going to work. Well, we've got uh, 13 stations around the um, around the exhibit that will be running short films about different genres, whether it's uh, Americana and country or the blues or jazz. And uh, you wear headphones and you go to each station and you plug in and you can listen to that and you'll have a combination of narration and then samples of the music. Uh, So it's going to be really nice. Uh, And of course, 
you know, the headphones will be cleaned thoroughly yeah. after every use, and uh, no worries there. Unlike in an actual radio station, where that <laughs> never happens. But, but, and actually, and you know, this uh, again, this vintage radio studio that's been set up here, you'll be able to do the same thing. You'll be able to actually plug in when a radio station's here. Yep. You won't be in the studio, but right outside, there's a place to plug in so you can hear what they're doing on the air through your headphones. Really right. neat. Yeah, I think people are really going to be uh, blown away by this. Um, it's um, interactive in the sense of you listening and choosing what you want to hear. Uh, there aren't a lot of buttons to push. You know, in this COVID age, we're trying to stay away from uh, things that you touch a lot. But still, this is something that you're just going to dive into and be surrounded by music, either the stuff you know and love and want to hear again or brand new things that you want to experience. Again, it opens on April 30th. It'll be here through uh, January of 2022. That's right. So lots of opportunities to see it. It's included with your regular museum admission. So we encourage people to come out and witness this firsthand and keep listening because uh, again we are planning to be back uh, hopefully multiple times over the uh, the run Please of the do. state of sound exhibit along with other illinois radio stations so i'm going to try to sneak in and see what some of my competitors are up to uh, <laughs> while they're broadcasting from here as as well in the meantime though the 16th anniversary today of the abraham lincoln presidential library and museum and, and chris i know there was a, a brief uh event out in front of the uh, institution right. today uh, we had city officials there talking about what an important um, economic driver this is here in Springfield. Five million plus visitors have been through the doors here in these 16 years. Yeah, it's really amazing when you think about it. 16 years, five million people. Um, you know, it's, it's a testament to Abraham Lincoln and his hold on the American imagination. People just are fascinated by him, rightly so, I think. And so we're glad to be here and sort of serve as a worldwide hub for Lincoln and bring people to Springfield.